This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakovan. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Well, well, well. We are back on the block for the second hour once again. Thank you for joining us here. Every night, 4 to 6, Central Standard Time, or on Twitch, or <laughs> on Spotify, or on Facebook. <laughs> you can find us at all those places, or you can tap in on the app at 93.7, the Ticket FM app as well. We, um, so what we've been talking about, we've wanted to get into this Derek Carr situation. Is he in the driver's seat? Is he rolling the whip? Derek Carr has just landed the big bag, $121.5 million contract extension over three years. And it's going to pair him up for a nice little ride with his partner, Devontae Adams, who is one of the best receivers right now. Definitely, probably in the top, definitely in the top 10, maybe even arguably in the top five. Aging, though. And they're aging together and they're going to age well there in Vegas for the next few years of their time together. I think maybe five. So Derek Carlin in the big bag. One of the questions I have for you, Bach, this one-two combination of teammates, is this long lasting or is this lackluster in potential? How do you view this particular combination coming together Derek Carr and Devontae Adams both signing huge extensions there in Las Vegas. Yeah, again, it's it's just it's kind of fascinating because Derek Carr is obviously not a top ten quarterback, not a top five quarterback, and he's getting top five quarterback money. But you know, that's for that's kind of when when the deals come up, that's what happens, right? If you're even in that category, and I think he is a top half of the league uh, quarterback, probably top. 14 type of quarterback. Uh, I haven't. I did my own list. I have him at 13th. Um, but uh, you know, you can kind of argue over the over this guy or that guy there. But he's he's been proven there. I mean, he had he's done a lot of stuff as far as comeback victories last year. So you can kind of uh, count on him in the moment, in the very least. And Devonte Adams will be the best weapon that he's had in in Oakland, I believe. Or you know, obviously transferring over to Las Vegas now. Because um, he didn't have much time with Antonio Brown, who yeah. was supposed to be that for him. Would end up, yeah. Yeah, and so I mean, I you get you give him the top, uh, what you know, a top weapon in the league. Um, I like this deal. I I I like it because you know the money. Some people kind of scares people away. I know there's other people that don't like the fact that they give him a no trade clause. I do find I find that a bit odd, um, because I don't think that he's quite that level of quarterback. But for what it's worth, this is not a long term extension. This is basically a three year deal. Derek Carr is 31 years old. I think that he's got three years left in him, and you've just you just need to nail it down as far as consistency goes. You just uh, got a new GM, a new a new head coach. Um, Obviously, now that you're in Vegas, a lot of change in the organization. One thing that's been steady is Derek Carr, and they can keep it that way 
uh, I it, it, the difficult conversation becomes, you know, he's pretty much stuck. He's not going to be better than the third division, you know, third best quarterback in that division. Um, but he is a quarterback that I think that you can win with. And, you know, it, it, they've, they've done some other things, too. Chandler Jones is a big addition there um, to, to rush the, the quarterback out, outside of Crosby. So they've shored up that roster a little bit. Obviously, it was a playoff roster last year, despite our, the, all the turmoil coming from the Gruden situation. I like locking up uh, locking up the, their quarterback. Uh, you know, again, he might not, might not have top-end potential, but he keeps them right where they are, which is – fighting for the playoffs uh in in you know for the next three years it, it's it's hard to imagine them upgrading well what are they going to do go get baker mayfield right so that's what i that's what i was going to say at the end of the day when you really just look at the whole landscape and you 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 take a peek at it you realize that you know there's not much out there right now there's a bunch of stopgap quarterbacks that are out there right now this is probably one of the weakest quarterback drafts that are coming out this is not a big one uh for that so you're looking at a three-year deal. Yes, you're giving him the big bag money, but at the end of the day, it gives him it gives him solidarity. It gives confidence. You know, Josh McDaniels comes in out of the Bel- Belichick camp. Um, definitely a good offensive mind. But um, I think with that and with the instability and all the craziness that has gone on, then you have you know the the, the Henry Rugg situation where could have been a great. Uh, a cornerback to match him up. I mean, I mean, a receiver to match him up with Devontae Adams to have rugs and his overtop abilities uh, and his speed to be able to really make a huge run. I mean, I know they've got some areas to rebuild there. I still think they've got enough weapons, but what he was able to do for them, a three-year deal isn't, isn't something that's crazy. Like you're saying, it's not like six years or seven years where at the end of the day, you're worried about like, if, if all things go to hell in a handbasket that, you know, what are you going to do with this guy, this aging quarterback who is really a moderate quarterback out there? So um, I think it works. I, I think it works. Um, when I look at Devontae Adams number, you know, second in receiving um, and in and, and third in yards, you know, catches at 123, third in yards, uh, fifth in TDs. Uh, so he's a he's a consistent guy. And, and last year, almost surpassing 170 targets. Uh, you got somebody that you can throw to, plus the confidence of knowing um, that this is a person you you've connected to in combination before, and uh, you guys started this whole journey together there in college at Fresno, uh, Fresno State, right? Yeah, yeah. Fresno Nebraska State. actually beat yeah. him that one year. Amir Abdullah's yeah. return for a touchdown. So cool. you know, when you look at that uh, in totality, I think it's a good deal there for them. And as we continue to look at the quarterback position, you know, we kind of turn our tables a little bit. Um, Do you have anything else to say more about that? I mean, I I just really think when I look at it, the targets, um, it was Aaron Rodgers go to guy. Um, He's not I mean, this listen, that's this is a tough division. Everybody is beefing up. So you you're going to need somebody who can create some separation. And Devontae Adams is a big, strong receiver, can 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 peak balls. Um, he can create that separation needed. How long can he do that is going to be the key for whether whether their success is there. I still think they need to continue to um, hone in on their running game. That's where I think Derek Carr is at his best. If he has to chunk it around uh, on a regular, regular basis, if they get down, if the defense um, basically, you know, 
causes them problems by giving up so many to, I just don't think that he's that type of guy that can sling the ball around. But I do think if they have a strong running game and they're able to kind of mix and match some things in there, if their running percentages is 45, 65, or I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Like 40, 45, you know, 45, maybe um, I mean, 50, 50, uh, 55, 45, something like that with the run game and then they're 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 able to get over the top in their passing game. Yeah, I think they could have some success there. But what he did in bringing them into the playoffs, kudos to him and and, and congratulations on securing the back. Well, and it's kind of cool cuz he's uh, he's kind of developed into or I, I should say established himself as a guy that, you know, you can't look the other way if you got a lead on. He has got 24 career comeback wins um and uh, led the league in of them I think last year for through his 8-year career. Um obviously when you look at the top 5 guys being paid now, uh the money comes to Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And Derek Carr, right? One of those names sticks out from the others, right? And it is Derek Carr. Um, so, you know, I, I understand why there would some be some people hesitant about the money you're throwing at him. But um, you've got everybody else. I mean, you've got everything kind of locked in, right? you got Devontae Adams. Um, don't forget Jacobs is a pretty darn good running back for him. Um, you know, the, the defensive line, they, they shored up a little bit. So um, this is this is the time to make the run. And I, I just don't know what the other opportunity would be. Um, and, and just because it's a short-term deal. It, it doesn't bother me that much. It's three years. The no-trade clause is the one thing that is a bit odd because if he does, you know, he's 31 years old. I don't see him having a massive drop-off at any time, you know, in, in the next three years, but you never know in football, right? So um, I, I feel like that's the one part uh, that he probably got over on the Raiders here is getting that no-trade clause um, because he's not quite at, like I said, I don't expect him to drop off, but he's not at those other guys' top five quarterback money where, like, I, I don't have a doubt in my mind that it's not going to happen. Um, you know, guys age at different at different ranks, you know, different an, an injury could certainly change that. Um but if you're the Raiders, you basically have to do it, right? I mean, especially within that division, somebody texts in, he's not going to be better than the fourth best quarterback in his division. And you're probably right. I mean, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, those are top five, six, seven quarterbacks in the NFL type. So, it, it, but it, it does give the Raiders an opportunity to, to kind of stick along with them. I, I personally don't have a whole lot of faith in Josh McDaniels. There's been a lot of uh, guys that have had their first go around and then come back for their second chance and, and do much better. Um, so it's certainly possible. I was obviously not impressed with McDaniels with what he did at uh, at Denver. Uh, drafting Tim Tebow was uh, the, the, the biggest mistake he probably made there. Sorry, Nate. Kerfluffle. Big Kerfluffle. Tebow fan. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, he's revived his career over there with New England in the offense. Uh, but uh, we'll see. I mean, Belichick disciples haven't always done great either. So um, I don't think that the Raiders I mean, if you if you ask me about that division again, it's so crazy how good it is. Um, but the fact that they got Devontae Adams um, at least gives them an opportunity. And Chandler Jones, again, don't overlook Chandler Jones. He's got like the most sacks total, um, you know, over the last six, seven years, whatever that stat is. Um, you know, it would be either of them. I mean, he's he's been a sack master for years. So that's going to be huge for him. They, they've, they've added to the roster, and now this just – more than anything, allows them to know where they're going, what the face of their franchise is going to look like for the next couple of years. And of course, at the end of that deal, you can kind of start to to move on and look for something else. And so it gives them time for that preparation as well. Three year deal. I mean, you could draft a quarterback in two years and uh, and start to prepare for that. Yeah, and as 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 we turn this over, I mean, hey, listen, Texas at the Sauter Heyman text line. 
at 402-464-5685. Is this a one-two combination to get behind, or is this basically a potential, uh, basically a potential downfall or lackluster in their production of, of just basically selling the dream to the Raiders organization? And maybe Green Bay saw something that other people didn't see and letting Devontae Adams go. Uh, so how do you feel about it? You know, Texas there, Sonny Heyman text line, 464, 402-464-5685. Let us know what you think about it. Now as we move on to the other side, uh, you know, over to Cleveland in, in the Ohio area, obviously there's still a lot of turmoil there with the Deshaun Watson situation. It looks like there's been a negotiation between the attorneys that there, there's not going to be any type of trials or anything of that sort uh, during the football season. So it doesn't look like there's going to be an issue. We still don't know what the NFL in their investigations have come out with and not that I've heard of up to this point. And then um, we also just, just, it seems like Baker Mayfield, he went on a podcast and, and it sounded like uh, he feels a little bit disrespected. Bach, you know, is this, is this okay for him to feel disrespected or is it basically he just kind of caught in his feelings? Um, I think it's uh, I think it's both, right? I mean, it's certainly understandable, and basically he's um, coming from the inside, right? I mean, they told him one thing and they did another. That's why he's disrespected, right, is that he thought that he was going to be the future of the franchise, and, uh, you know, you never know how, la- how late those conversations were kind of running up until uh, the move was made for Deshaun Watson. Um, obviously, things started to get pretty ugly a few days before uh, the Deshaun Watson move. Um, but you know, so it's it's hard to say from the outside whether he or should or should not feel disrespected. But it looks like it looks like it, and it's certainly understandable if he is. He's it's at the point where he doesn't want to play for Cleveland, right? I mean, being the number one overall pick. Um, I think that the, the ego kind of has to play in this a little bit, and, and that ego is warranted and almost uh, you know earned for what he's done in his career to be that number one pick. And, and there are certain ex- expectations and understandings about working with that sort of guy. Again, uh, I mentioned this earlier, but he'll be the first number one all pick in the draft uh, to not last four seasons or fewer with a team um, since – Jamarcus Russell, uh, speaking of the Raiders there, and Jeff George. Those are the only other ones that won't will not have lasted four more seasons with their team. So it's uh it's it's rarefied air for him, right? It's it's not something that usually happens with your number one pick. You're usually going to get in through another um another season with him. And I, I I think the other part of it is that he could have opted for surgery after about week six, he got injured on, on his shoulder. Could have opted for surgery, set out the season probably would be the starting quarterback in Cleveland. You know, if you think about a guy coming off the playoff appearance in which he did um, and going, you know, throwing 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions, getting injured in week six, he's the number one overall pick. You know, he wasn't off to a terrible start through, through the first couple of weeks. It would be hard to say that they would move off from then. Um, so the fact that he, he – kind of played through the injury for his team might have ended up costing him. And, and so certainly uh, I would, if I were him, I'd feel a little bit frustrated and, and perhaps disrespected by the whole situation. And, and it's altogether weird, isn't it? Right? Like Deshaun Watson, we know on the, on his talent on the field is top five quarterback potential, um, which is, seems to be more than what Baker Mayfield has to it. So the football wise, that makes sense. But Cleveland doesn't even know. I mean, they they want to keep him around because they don't know if, if Deshaun Watson's going to be able to play in the first couple of months. 
So it's just right. it's very odd. And if I'm him, um, I understand the frustration and not wanting to do that. Saying if you're moving off of me, let me go somewhere else. I'm not, you know, I'm uh, I have established myself at least to the point where I am a starting quarterback in this league, or at least I'm young enough and have had enough success at this point in the league um, that I I shouldn't be just some backup plan just in case your guy um, can't play for a few months. Find somebody else for that. Get me out of here. I want to start somewhere. And see, and I think that's part of what you're saying, that the ego kicks in. The ego kicks in, I think, is is multifaceted in that it kicks in from the fact that you were the number one overall pick in, two, in 20, uh, 2018. And you led the team to the playoffs in 2020. And then you come in and you're looking to rebound. I mean, you're, you're, you were literally that close. I mean, you're on the verge of really breaking through. And, and making a run at, at a championship and, and you're you're looking at that and then you come up with an injury and this is why I tell young players that if you're injured the thing about being injured is that if you do not perform you can't say it's the injury and like for me for example I should have sat my butt down when I had a second degree high ankle sprain that I couldn't do the things, but do the things that you used to want to do, the cuts that you used to make and play the defense that you used to be able to play. And what ends up happening is you don't perform to the level that you did prior to the injury. And the coach doesn't look at that. He says, if you're on the field, if you're on the court, then you need to be able to perform. And if you don't, the ire falls on you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because that's why I say go sit down. Like you just said, go go sit down, relax, let everything play out as it as it does. But the ego tells you I can do it. Yeah, I can play, and that's how it was with me. And then you end up going to the tail end of the bench. And had it not been for you know some injuries that that next season that allowed me to get a lot of playing time in the exhibition season where I went nuts, I probably would have been at the tail end of the bench. Matter of fact, Don Nelson came to me and said, "I'm sorry, Strick, but." Um, you're probably going to be the 12th player on this team. You know what I mean? And so that's what happened to him. And playing through those injuries, you think you're doing the right thing for the organization. You think you're doing the right thing. You know, you're putting the organization first and putting yourself second. And, and yeah, that's a, that's a great hard thing. But if the numbers don't pan out for you, you can end up on the short end of the stick. Well, of course, like like you said, too, I mean, it wasn't his plan uh, to kind of flutter through the rest of the season, I'm sure. It was, okay, I got this injury, but I'm still the number one overall pick. I, I can, I'm a guy that can, I, that can show that I can play through it, uh, and that mm-hmm. will ultimately reward me with all, you know, everything mm-hmm. that I've given to this team. And that's why, you know, when you hear it's about him, when you hear about or what he was saying, too, on the podcast, too, is he's, I mean, he's calling out for true Cleveland fans. And, you know, Cleveland's got their own problems as far as their fan base goes. There's a lot of people that are very disgusted in her jumping ship. They don't want to be part of Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. They, they're not going to sign off on it. Um, so he's probably got a, a, a strong group of Clevelanders that uh, that agree with him and would love to have him back. But uh, it, it ultimately looks like the Browns are going to go in an, uh, obviously a different direction. And I still think the Seahawks make a lot of sense. I knew they have Drew Locke. They kind of somewhat believe in him. Um, but Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh could work. Uh I don't know. It's it, it's kind of weird. I don't think they. I don't think they want to. They don't want to send him to Pittsburgh. I, that's, yeah, that's that's, a, that's part of the problem. It's a recipe for a potential disaster. Yeah, I mean, you know, him know, coming back and biting you in, in the division. Butt for that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then then there's also questions about him. Again, he sounded very mature on the podcast, but 
he's got his own whispers. Obviously, we saw him at uh, at in college, you know, having his own um, things where he's suspended and flipping off guys on the other team and all that other stuff. Um, is he mature enough? Is that something that somebody, you know, you talk about maturity and how important that quarterback position is to be a leader in the locker room and all that stuff at the NFL level. You got to believe in your guy, um, you know, going into the huddle. If he's the play caller, uh, is is you know, that's something that's kind of sticking with him. And somebody off the text line points out, um, you wonder if that's changed because the reports out of Cleveland that that, ha- that isn't the case, that he's still a bit immature uh, for his age to be a team leader. Mm, interesting. That's an interesting thing to look at. Thanks for uh, texting us on the Sarah Heyman text line. We love it when you guys tap in and give us your thoughts about things. And, uh, you know, if we have a segment, maybe next segment if we can, if it works out, we'll try to take a caller or something. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, the uh, Honda Lincoln hotline is the same number at 402-464-5685. Uh, but we do appreciate you. We do have to take a break right now. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit of uh, NBA basketball because it is still jumping off in the the playoff play-in game. And uh, we'll begin to see what's going to happen with that. It'll begin to take take its course and solidify itself as to what the matchups will be after tonight. So come back and we'll talk about that right after this on the block.